Hello, hello, welcome. Welcome to the seminal Unnecessary Difficulties podcast where Blue and Ian, that's me, the, the one made of flesh, not CGI, uh, we make hellish, chimeric, multi-bag cups of tea and then we discuss how much we regret the decisions we just made. So that's nice. Say hello, Blue. Hello. And say hello, me. Hello. Uh, so, Blue, who and how are you? I am Blue Tomatoes, and I am a streamer over on YouTube and content creator up and coming. <laughs> Damn straight. Damn straight. The next big thing. We both believe it. We both yeah, know I it, in so. fact. Yeah, good. And, and I'm Ian. Uh, Ian J. Reed on pretty much you know, YouTube and Twitch and wherever else you care to find me. Um, so I, I do some streaming and various content creation. I also do lots of writing and I, I write uh, short stories and upload them to iReadStories.co.uk and I really hope you can see what I did there. Uh, but, but what are we here to do today, Blue? Uh, we're here to make some uh, unholy concoction of tea and talk about some things we find interesting, I guess. Yeah, that, that, that sounds reasonable enough to me. Uh, so so let's, let's dive on in before this tea gets any colder than it already is, because I can't imagine that being cold is going to make it taste any better. I mean, I, I guess being uh, hot wouldn't make it taste good, but cold's not going to help. Yep, you have a point there, so let's get to it. All right, so um, please. so Ian, yes. tell me about the two bags of tea you have chosen for this endeavor of ours. Well, well, today I've I've gone, I've started, you know, quite simple and reasonable because it's it's a drizzly day as we were discussing before we started recording. So I wanted something that's that sort of suits that rainy day in scenario, something soothing and, and calming and rejuvenating. So I've gone for a, a base of chamomile, a nice chamomile tea bag which is, uh, is very herbal, very rejuvenating, very calming, uh, non-caffeinated, so I can just use it for a nice, nice chill out, calm day. But it's also the morning, so you need something to pep you up and really wake you up. So I've also gone for an English breakfast, a nice Yorkshire tea, classic, normal, strong black tea. And it's, in, in, in colour, it's gone largely, if I just try and contort the webcam down, it largely looks like a normal cup of tea. Uh, I've left the chamomile bag in because chamomile is obviously a lot, it's a lot weaker than uh, an English breakfast. So I wanted to give it a chance to, you know, infuse properly. Um, it has stained the chamomile tea bag a, a really horrid colour. I, I don't feel good about putting what comes out of this into my body, but I'm going to do it, you know, in a minute. But what have you gone for? Let's let's hear let's hear what you've made before we ruin my taste buds with this. Uh, I switch. I uh, saw uh, for our uh, video viewers. I'm gonna switch to my camera, and for audio viewers, I'll explain it. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, let me see. I'll cause it's it's it's. Oh wait, wait! It's out of view. It's out of view. Going there we to go. View. <laughs> yes. So basically, cause it's the up and coming winter se season and Christmas is encroaching on basically always on, uh, which month is it again? <laughs> it is, it's November now and December it, on is November, the Christmas month. So yeah, I'm, I'm going with a caramel, uh, uh, fair. Oh, nice. Cause, yeah. Why not? It's, it's yeah. the season for it's, it. It's cold. It's drooly. And just for the heck of it, I'm going for, for some tropical fruit. Oh, a generic blend for my superstore. <laughs> nice. So you, you get you get the sweet caramelly notes from a, yep. the caramel pear, but also the tropical vibrance of a tropical fruit drink. As, as many fruits as you can get in one mug, plus also yep. some caramel, which which I'm sure will will marry beautifully together. And. and Again, just for anyone listening in audio, there was a good double tea bag jiggle there inside yeah. Blue's mug. Uh, it's it's significantly darkened the colour, having shaken the tea bags there. It was a very very yellow tea, and now it's gone quite uh, to be fair, caramelly brown. So that's that's yeah, quite nice. So, and uh, you, I, you've, you've I have also classic... added some uh, artificial sweeters to it, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> yes, because let's let's face it, tropical fruit and caramelised pear. Sound like they both need sweetening quite a lot, quite yes. sour flavours. Uh, and I'm glad you've gone for the the quite uh, classic continental, in, from what I've seen anyway, glass for making your tea. Uh, whereas, whereas I've gone for a, a a very 
very English traditional ceramic porcelain white mug, but this one is a, is a Zelda mug. So it has lots of different iterations of Link printed on the sides. It's got a a nice, a nice ergonomic candle. It is a, it's a pretty dope mug. It, it balances capacity with weight, because if you have too much tea, obviously it's quite heavy, but you need enough to, to get a satisfaction from the drink. So it's really oh, a, a workhorse, this mug. So Yeah, I've gone, I've gone the, uh, like you said, with a, a clear glass uh, mug. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's, it's something uh, from where I uh, live. Uh, people call this tea glasses for some reason. <laughs> Uh, that's fine. If it's a glass for tea, I, I think we can contrive the logic from there. Because yeah. uh, typically people want to uh, drink coffee out of a, a more white uh, stained glass. Mm -hmm. But, but some, still glass. Uh, some porcelain, I mean. Oh, okay, uh, sure. Couldn't yeah. find a word. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. When you're, when you're talking your second language about specific types of ceramic, it's forgivable to not think of the word. I think that's okay. Yeah. But I have, you know, I've, I've read and heard people talking about uh, this psychological thing where tea and coffee taste better from a white mug, or people think they do. They expect it to be in a white mug, so they, they sort of lean towards it and think it's nicer. Um, I don't know if that effect is going to help with what we've made. I, I fear that psychology isn't strong enough to overcome what oh, horrors we've wrought. I'm basically immune to psychology because. <laughs> uh, nice. Because has been blue. has been tried too many times on me. All right, good. Your reverse, counter reverse, double reverse. <laughs> no matter what direction psychology is going in, it has no effect on you. You're going to taste the full, real flavor of that tea, or let your brain fooling you into anything. Good. I, I think we've fluffed around avoiding so, this tea as much as we can. Let's have a taste. Okay, here goes. Oh, damn, that's hot. <laughs> mm. mine's, mine's a nice drinking temperature. And there end the pleasant qualities of what's in this cup. It's... Uh... Mine is kind of hot, but I also taste and the overwhelming presence of the caramel in this tea. Uh, oh, so the caramel is overpowering everything else and just asserting Yeah, so itself. it is basically caramel. <laughs> that's that's good. I mean, this I'm I'm getting a domination from the chamomile in this one. I did give it a brief uh, English breakfast steep and then leave the chamomile in, and I think the chamomile has done a surprising job of you know of forcing some flavors through. So you get a, a Kamal hit first, but then the English breakfast sort of creeps up behind you and it says, no, you will not enjoy this. Have the taste of dirt, which seems to be what the two have combined into. Oh, wait, no. Oh, damn. Okay, uh, now it's uh, I've drinking some and it, you know when you drink or eat something and sometimes it has an aftertaste? Mm -hmm. This does, because you have first the powerful overpowering taste of caramel mm -hmm. and well when that dulls down then you get the the, the, the beautiful combination of fruit dancing okay. on your taste buds <laughs> so it, it wasn't a bad choice no? I say. happy no. days and I, i'm I, happy with this one good i think that the knew? pairing of fruits together that, that worked out well for you and in fairness this is nowhere near as foul as I was expecting it to be. I thought I was going to have to press charges against myself and take myself down to the police station for what I'd done. But actually, you know, it, it's all right. Wait, wait, isn't this uh, illegal where you live? <laughs> I just, I'm not telling the British police, all right? They, they don't have okay. to know. Oh, webcam decided not to focus there, but that's fine. Yeah, it's, um, it's like, it, it just tastes like kind of a, a chamomile with a strong aftertaste is what i'd say and the aftertaste is a bit dirt like but it's it's not awful it, it, can, can i confess something you you can i never have tried uh caramel it's it's one of my favorites because it's it's okay. non-caffeinated and it's very quite a gentle soothing kind of flavor um i drink it a lot 
at any time of day really, but I pound it down at work just because it's just it's a nice chill out vibe. And I've, I've been reliably informed by a friend of mine that um, if you take three or four chamomile tea bags and just put them in your mouth and chew them for a while, you get some kind of minor, um, I guess not even quite a high, more like a low from it. Just it's a very tranquilizing sort of thing. So it, it accentuates that, that calming effect and actually has a psychological, not psychological, neurological, I guess, that it does a chemical thing to your brain and says, you're going to go to sleep for a bit now. So I've never tried that because I don't feel the need to chew on tea bags as much as anything else. But camera, are you going to focus any better than that? Nah, maybe. Ah, don't worry. It's only for the YouTube viewers. Exactly. Who even cares about seeing faces? But but no, it's it's it's, it's a, a strong favourite chamomile. I would recommend it if you're into your your non-caffeinated chill out hot drinks. I've I've uh, I myself have also a type of tea that I drink at work, but it's more because I'm always outside, so mm -hmm. I'll have one of those. Uh, thermal uh, canisters you know yeah 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 that keeps for some reason is the whole day hot yeah a good, a good thermos I, I, yeah I, i'll make the tea in the morning but because uh even though it stays hot the sometimes the taste uh fades you know yep yep so i have tried about a dozen of different teas and uh, sees what works and in my opinion orange Orange, orange yeah, tea, orange. Yeah. or just mm, nice. The fruit, not the color. <laughs> <laughs> Any tea that's stained orange will hold. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on, on that note, I mean, I've been getting into just hot fruit juices and hot squash uh, this winter, and it's just really nice. Like a hot lemon and lime squash, it's ruddy lovely. Uh, okay, for oh, our viewers it. that don't know, what is a squash? A squash is a like a fruit juice concentrate. Um, so you, it's basically a way of having a large volume of fruit juice without having to buy fifty liters of it. So you pour a little bit into a cup and then dilute it with water, and then it's a a fruit flavored drink. So it's basically syrup. Basically, it's a syrup. Yeah, a syrup that you make wetter, and then it's less syrupy and more just fruity. It's quite yeah. aggressive to drink it without diluting. You always try it a little bit, but it, it, it fights back. Yeah. But yeah, you, yeah. you have that hot. Oh, that's a delight. Okay. So, yeah. But yeah. Uh, that, that was a relative success, I think. I, I, I'm not going to say that I'll do this habitually, because it's, it's less good than either chamomile alone or Yorkshire tea alone, but it, it's perfectly drinkable. If I happen to drop two bags into a cup while pouring the water in, it's fine. You know, you can get through it. Hmm. Uh, you can this. Can you drink this hot, cold? Does uh, it matter? It, it, as it cooled down, it didn't really get much worse, to be honest. So okay. I, I think that was okay. It's a it's a reliable cup of tea. You could forget about it for ten minutes, come back to it, and you can still get it in you. That's important. Oh, so it's basically like a coffee. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's fair. It doesn't lose the taste. No, it did, it did not lose the taste by any stretch. How about yours? Is have you have you finished yours off? Uh, I am about eighty percent there. Okay, and is it is it still as pleasant as it was as it cooled? I can't complain. Nice. Uh, I probably could, but this would not be fair <laughs> to the team. <laughs> exactly. You, you can always you can always do it. You can get some complaint out. Because, you know, you're blue. You can do whatever you put your mind to. But, yes, it would be unethical and unfair. But that's... that's yeah. I will call that a success. We have we've ticked off two combinations for the good of humankind and science. Which is really what we sought to do, I'm sure. I hope so. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, let's stay on the, top on, uh, uh, on the topic of uh, unfair and uh, unethical. Mm-hmm. Nice segue. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good at those. <laughs> Late segue server for, <laughs> for for years. Nice. No, but uh, did you hear about that woman in America that got charged uh, charged seven hundred dollars after waiting for hours on the ER without receiving any treatment? I did not. But that sounds absolutely brutal. 
Yeah, okay, so a couple of days ago I was scrolling on, uh, I'm not going to say which uh, website I'm getting my memes from, <laughs> but because uh, that will spark a whole other debate, I guess. Yeah, no, fair, fair. But apparently an, a woman in Georgia left the hospital emergency room without receiving any treatment and got charged 700, man. That's totally bonkers. Well, yeah, seven hundred dollars for for the privilege of sitting down in the hospital, not receiving care. Yeah, that's that's lunacy. It's utter what's lunacy. Up, what's up with that? Yeah, I mean, I know American well, I, healthcare is renowned for being like awful in terms of how much it gouges money out of people, but at least that is for being treated, not just as a as a fine for loitering. Effectively, I, mean, I presume she was there to have something done. And there was no one available to treat her, and then she left for reasons of you know going to sleep or eating or something. But to be charged for that, that can't be right. Like that can't be okay. No, yeah, no, it's not. Because um, we live both in an in countries where the health uh, care system is on the up and up, so to say. Mm -hmm. And where I live. Uh, you, you don't get treated like that because you, you, you get sometimes you get sometimes you have to wait mm. but it isn't like they charge you for it no. you're just sitting well i mean imagine if you you went to, to literally anywhere else and you were told oh there's a queue and you wait in the queue for a bit and then you leave and they charge you anyway like i'm not gonna go to a restaurant and they say oh the table here in half an hour and you wait for 20 minutes, then leave, and they charge you for a full meal because you've been there for 20 minutes. No. You've, you've received nothing. You've, you've paid money to receive no good nor a service. I mean, yep. I, to, to, I presume this, this person must have somehow checked into the hospital, given their details, and been told, oh, there's a wait, go and wait over there. And then after some amount of time, left. And then they just sent her an invoice? Or did they have some kind of bounces at the doors of the hospital we stopped her and said no 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 you're not going anywhere and so we've had 700 dollars because you've used our chairs and 700 dollars uh, of chair wear has been inflicted what, by you from what i'm reading was a few weeks later she received a nearly 700 bill for the visit i <laughs> i mean i i would hope i'd hope with, with every ounce of optimism that's in my being that this was a a clerical error on the part of the hospital I'm also hoping that because yeah. if if this would to happen to me, uh, I I couldn't pay that in one uh, sitting, so to say. And, and I or, think uh, you, you just wouldn't, right? You, no, you, there's no way you you just consent to paying that. Who has that kind of money even lying around on on a normal paying job? Yeah, you just you could just casually drop seven hundred dollars. Oh yeah, that's fine. If yeah. I could, if I could, uh, could drop seven hundred dollars, I would buy a better graphics card or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes, quite. I think that's that's fair and reasonable. Yeah. There are far better ways of spending that much money than for waiting in a hospital reception area. I'd do that for free, sure. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay even ten pounds for that. So no, that's 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 a classic. A classic American healthcare story, I think. You know, yeah, it's an a, underwhelming it, service. Also, it, pay us an ungodly amount of money for it. it it's even better than the one that uh, there was a uh, receipt for an, uh, uh, how much it costs to get uh, uh, picked up by, by an ambulance or something. Uh, I hope I pronounced it right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, so apparently that, that can get you around even 500 for just getting picked up by it Sheesh. so some people in the us that i have talked to because i have family living there mm -hmm. said that it was better to get an uber <laughs> <laughs> to the hospital <sighs> yes yeah. it, it, that, that's the it's the side of a broken system isn't it your, your healthcare yeah. system doesn't work if people can't afford to have their life saved yeah it, it's just it just it is just the 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 culture of capitalism in america yeah no definitely and it's 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 leaning towards that way in the uk depending on who you listen to mm. uh, with our government trying to 
sort of privatise our healthcare and sell bits of it off to American healthcare companies and things. And it's it's a terrifying notion, especially to people like us who have grown up with free healthcare, knowing you have this safety net of if I get hurt, it's not going to cripple me financially, or I won't have to choose between medicine and food. I, I really can't imagine what it must be like to live life in a country where, where you don't know that you can be saved if you have an accident, you know? But if you think, if I hurt myself, it's not just the fact I'm hurt and loss of earnings while I can't work. It's then a bill to pay for the privilege of being too ill to work. You know, it's, it's absolutely, yep. uh, absolutely boggling. And health insurance isn't exactly cheap either, is it? Uh, no, we have a health insurance system here in the Netherlands, but it's affordable, mm -hmm. I guess, so, because I can afford it, and yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't make I don't make the bank. Yeah, <laughs> and I think but I... you can choose between different providers, so to say. It's yeah. like a phone subscription. Yeah. And they say, for, uh, okay, for this amount of money, we offer you this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. uh, you can get extra uh, coverage or on certain things, depending on your needs. Um, cool. that's, um, mostly about 20 extra in a month. Mm -hmm. So I'll have, I myself have physical therapy in an extra coverage package. Because yep. I'll have most likely what, any other month back problems <laughs> right yeah which is not not so great no but, but if you uh, have the health insurance to cover it at least you know you can get yeah, some treatment because otherwise uh going to someone uh, to uh massage your back so to say mm -hmm. uh cost about 35 uh, euros Oof. yeah so and if you if you need multiple treatments, then uh, <laughs> believe me, that adds up. Mm, no, definitely. So I had some sort of private uh, physical therapy a few years ago, and I think that was around forty pounds per session. And it was only every you know six to eight weeks. It wasn't it wasn't crippling over that time scale. But yeah, if you had to have something every week or every few days, that's incredibly untenable. So then a, a twenty uh, twenty pound a month insurance premium for it suddenly becomes very tempting doesn't it yep and so there are there are for private healthcare places in the uk and some of them aren't too expensive i think you can get a an mri scan and some of them for about 250 pounds or something which is not the sort of money you want to throw away but equally it's not two thousand pounds like you might be charged in the us so yeah i think trying to run healthcare in a way that makes a profit is fundamentally at odds with what healthcare seeks to achieve. Uh, it's, it'd be like having a privatized police force or something. It's there to provide a a service, an emergency service, and it has to be decoupled from uh, a person's own financial well-being. Otherwise, you're not protecting your citizens in the state of an emergency, which feels like it's kind of the job of a government. You know, make yeah. sure its people can stay safe and live in that country. Maybe that's yeah. a weird notion. But the problem is, uh, basically, the U.S. government is owned by big corporates there. Yes. No, they, they, they should adopt a system like NASCAR, just <laughs> put your logo on the politician you own. Yeah, at, at least there'd be transparency there, right? <laughs> yeah. If they're going to be corrupt, own it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Which was another thing in the U.K. this week. The, um, the sitting government uh, voted to pass a law that was going to dissolve the um, the body or the policies that hold them accountable for corruption. Because a member of the government did something that was corrupt. They say, um, they took some money that they shouldn't have done or you know, used it to promote interests of a business with which they had some investment. And they'll pay £100,000 or something. Yeah, they, 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 they were found guilty, well, you know, showed to be guilty of this corruption. So the party decided to pass a law to abolish what they were held guilty of. And then naturally, there was a huge backlash about it from all the other parties and even some of their own party who voted against it. And they then since said, OK, you know what? Sure, we hear what you're saying. All we wanted to do was make it better, but we'll make it better and then abolish the old one. You know, trying to sleaze their way out of it. But, but what, made it, what made it worse was there's this concept of a parliamentary whip in, in the UK 
whereby the the uh, political party instigating the vote had this whip who can mandate that all the party members must vote in favour or against something. So it, it sort of stops being a proper vote by your MP doing what they think is right and That's says the party veto. demands we do it. Yet effectively, it's a veto to force you to say yes or no rather than just vetoing against it. So the That's party. Not the that is not. Uh, the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh... Uh, democracy, that's the word I was looking yeah, for. Yeah, it's, it's not democracy. It's, it's, it's basically getting a noose on your neck and saying, okay, we will not hang you if you do the same <laughs> yeah. thing we ask of you. Exactly. So they, they use this parliamentary whip to force everyone to be in favour of something that would stop them being held accountable for corruption, which is oh, the wait, most wait, flagrantly anti-democratic thing. I have a better one. It, it's literally a puppet government... Yes. In, in a sense. Yeah, it, it, it feels a lot like that. And like I, I'm sure dance, that, puppet, dance, because we say so. Yeah. And I think there are there are ways you can legitimize the use of a party whip. And I, I think there are, it exists for a reason. I'm not particularly, you know, well-versed in, in the UK political structure, so I can't say exactly why it was introduced or what the best uses for it are. But one could say in a state of emergency, you need to make a decision and rather than perhaps waiting for everyone to come to a consensus, you say, we have to do something sooner rather than later. We're voting this way on this issue. And because we just think we have to do something, you know, you can you can contrive a reason to make this system exist. But to use it to exonerate one of your own from corruption charges is sketchy as all heck. So, yeah, that the corruption but, uh, runs deep in yeah. every country. It's not just healthcare companies or rifle companies or anything else in the US manipulating them. It's just people in power love money. Ian, yes. uh, just to clarify for our viewers and listeners, mm -hmm. is it, was this local government or... Uh, this or, is uh, national government. This, this is the, national. the, 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 full, okay. the full, uh, yeah. full country. Okay. And the, the Prime the, Minister loves being corrupt as well. He's been involved in several scandals over the last couple of years. Okay, yeah. this uh, sounds really stupid, but uh, which uh, guy is your prime minister again? Uh, Boris Johnson is the current prime minister of the UK. He's, Wait, uh, is that a real name? It's it's a real name. Boris Johnson is a is a real human, as far as I can tell. I Even thought he was fake actions... made up. <laughs> the, the things he does would lead you to believe so. It would be very difficult to write Boris Johnson as a character, because people would say, no, no one's that much of a flagrant buffoon and corrupt general several expletives here uh yeah but yeah, I, I, i've been corrupt. i've been on the internet for a long time and i've seen some stuff that you you will guess if you're not in the matrix or something like <laughs> my virtual avatar is right now but yeah like every day something even weirder will come out yeah and that's like like okay okay for example uh, there was literally a there was I guess a day ago or two days ago, uh, and heist over GPUs. A GPU. <laughs> F graphic cards. Yeah, good. Like good. they stole some NVIDIA's uh, uh, 3060s and nine, uh, 3090s. Wow. Valued between about, you know, I, I would round up uh, uh, 200, uh, no, 2000. And uh, three thirty. Wow. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's what a two-year-long chip shortage will do, when GPUs are also being used for crypto mining. I guess. They say no. This now becomes a black market trade. Let's let's get on it with graphics cards. I mean, has yeah. there been any uh, sign on whether it's a crypto heist to use them for mining, or if it's a like a scalper thing to sell them on because? They're in such high demand. Is there any speculation? I, yet? I think it's the high demand thing. It, it's it's like it's almost the plot point of a uh, GTA, GTA uh, game story mode. <laughs> yeah, but, but it will be. It would be lit if it if it was uh, going to be some story in a game. Yeah, I mean, again, I've, I've heard less ludicrous things in games, and more ludicrous things. It would fit right in. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. It, I, mean, I, I would quite like a, a 3060, don't get me wrong. I'm probably yeah, not going to go and steal one. 
because that, that feels like it's not okay. I'll, no, I'll sit with my 20 for the rest of us. No, like it, no. Everyone has to go into those raffles online to pay far too much money for last year's cards because all chip production has been ruined. Right, yep. I think there's there's sort of lies at the end of the tunnel. People are starting to speculate that the chip shortage may end at some point in 2022. Which is <laughs> make it twenty twenty three. By twenty twenty six, we'll all be able to get ourselves a ten eighty. We can th uh, then we can finally afford and and thirty ninety while the the, the sixty ninety already is out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll just we'll live behind the curve for a while. That's fine. I guess. No, I was I was very happy that I upgraded my PC in twenty nineteen. So probably about six months before the chip shortage uh, sort of really hit. That's when I bought my 1050 because I was working with a budget PC. Because mm -hmm. my PC, that was the, the fastest card, so to say, that my uh, PC could handle at that time. So sure. yeah. Yeah, other, other component bottlenecks. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I just did a full rebuild because I, I mean, I've been working for a number of years and think, okay, I have some money, I can afford to do this. My previous PC had done me for about eight years, which I think is, you know, it's pretty reasonable going. But okay, after eight years, let's just, let's chop into something else that I can then use for streaming. I can use it for music and playing the games I want to play at the resolution I want to play them. Um, I rebuilt mine last year, literally a month after I met you, I guess. <laughs> Like, okay, if I if I know this Ian character, I need a PC to handle him. That's, that's what you're <laughs> yeah, talking. yeah. My 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 my, my PC back then couldn't handle the amounts of jokes and whippy, uh, quippy comments that you made. Naturally, you know? yeah, it was too that, much to handle. That's 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 fair, and that's right. I should be the leading cause of uh, new compute new computers being manufactured. And if anyone is is listening and thinks their PC is too out of date for me, for shame. Absolutely for shame, go out and spend all your money on a PC just to listen to me. That's that's a reasonable demand, I think, you know, and, and let me know. Say, Ian, you bankrupted me because I, I had to buy a 3090 and I couldn't get one cheap. So I paid five grand for it. And I'll say, good. I won't even thank you. That's it's just Wait, right that you did so. Five grand? I, I'm, I'm guessing probably you can get them for five grand or less. Uh -huh. I haven't been looking. Uh, I don't pay attention to these things, Blue. I have my graphics card. I'll start looking at it when I need one. Okay, I see one for three grand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's one and a half times what I spent on my whole PC. That's, and th this is on this is on a uh, an, uh, retailer I personally order my parts from. So yeah, it's one you just that is to the up and up. That is yeah. not even scalping. This is just the price. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, I was talking to some other streamers the other day who managed to, just by sheer luck, get, um, I think, 38s or 3090s through normal routes in the UK uh, by a company called Overclockers. Um, and they were just shocked cause, because they were nowhere. And they just happened to browse on this website and said, yeah, we have some available. Not shouting about it, not jacking the price up, just, yeah, we, we have some in stock. And they expect to be said, oh, yeah, I'm going to try and buy one because this might be the only opportunity we get for the next three years to get one. It's 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 odd how the stock levels fluctuated between businesses like that. Or I guess yeah, there the, are some that are more niche. That at this point, I'm much. just I'm going to settle for literally a thirty sixty. Because mm -hmm. why not? I think even settling for a thirty sixty is quite a statement. I mean, a thirty sixty is a good card. It'll do, won't it? I guess. <laughs> yes. What What is the most? Uh, I think the the most aggressive thing I can run is literally my OBS. <laughs> <laughs> That's because I do Streamlabs. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I I hear I hear a lot of talk about Streamlabs being very very CPU intensive. Um, yeah, but it's but so it's easy not hitting me right now. It is it's very so very user friendly, isn't it? I I, oh. I I still have OBS on my PC. I haven't really used it. But I mean, I have Streamlabs open now to record this as well, and it's using four percent of my CPU. Which I, oh, this I is this fine. is doable. Yeah. Uh, seven hundred and eighty-nine uh, euros. That's all right. Uh, 
What, for a 30 yeah. 30 60? Yeah, for 30 60. Yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah, built by MSI, because I guess NVIDIA doesn't have first party builds, only uh, third party builds. Mm -hmm. that's, that's not bad, though. It's a lot better than I was expecting. Yeah, and it's, it's the. Like, I don't know if there are, are different versions of it, because I see 12 G, uh, GB mentioned. I'll yeah. say that it's, it's uh, VRAM. Yeah, it'll be VRAM. So there'll be several different versions, which all have fun names. Like, I think my previous card was a Wind Force uh, variant of the graphics card. Yeah, Wind Force. And what, a, what a good X Men style name. So, did the card blow? It, it, it blew hard. It had three fans. It was saying, I want to be cool, and I want to be cool now. Here's three fans for the Wind Force. Yeah, uh, I would I would have gone for Water Force. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's always tempting to do a water cool build. Just you know, I, for the extreme cooling available. Yeah? How I, did you find I it? I did for my, for my CPU, because otherwise I am literally can be... Uh, get, get get some bacon ready on my PC. <laughs> it's getting hot. Yeah, I've, I've got an air cooled one, and it's just the stock cooler in it as well. Because the CPU I happened to get, it, all the reviews said you don't really need to buy a third party cooler for this. The stock one's actually very good, which is handy. It's an AMD. It's a Ryzen that's... Seven series of some sort. Um, no, but it was nice. well reviewed. So yeah, that's fine. I didn't have to worry about thermal paste and bolting more coolers onto it. So that was a relief. Wait, please tell me you used at least thermal paste before you put on the stock cooler. Oh, yeah. I, okay. I, the, the stock cooler was already mounted to the CPU as I got it. Ah, uh, okay. So it, it, it pasted up already. I didn't just say, no paste for me. Because that's a common I'm mistake a... people make. Yeah. I mean, in working... working and especially in, um... with first-time builders. Yeah, yeah. It's a... it, this was my first, um, my first build that I've done myself. My brother had previously built my other PCs for me. So I had a little bit of experience so seeing things from him and upgrading the odd component here or there. But it was my first actual build of this one. And it was it was quite it's quite scary doing it the first time. Because you know how much you spent on these components and you can feel oh, in yeah. your hands how delicate some of them are. And you just don't want to screw anything up. But it was it was good to have done it. And it'll be a lot easier next time, sort of just knowing, okay, here's how I did this, here's how much I could get away with with tolerances and stuff. Um, it, it took myself, it took literally seven hours to build my PC, but that was yeah, because same. I needed to look up a tutorial how to install a water cooler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's good that you spent the seven hours and had a tutorial rather than guessing. I think that's that's the main yeah. thing, isn't it? Because yeah. I, I could uh, just as well have bricked my whole PC with it. Yeah. yeah. Or bottlenecked it, because eh, the slightest thing can go wrong and will probably go wrong at some point yeah it's worth putting in the time to to choose yeah. the right components that are compatible with one another double check the prices double check everything works run it by someone else and say have i made a stupid mistake here and they say oh, no this is great bingo i, I got it covered i i use this website uh, i don't know which one it is again uh, sorry for that yeah. but it, it has a built-in uh, pc part picker Mm -hmm. uh, it says, oh no, this component is not co uh, compatible with this uh, type of uh, main board. Sure. Yeah, that's a, that's a motherboard, good... Motherboard, what, how do you guys call it? Yeah, motherboard. Okay, motherboard. So, yeah, yeah and it's real easy to get uh, some price uh, performance ratio. Yeah, no, it's, I think that's a really good service. That's a really good idea. Mm. It's sort of helping you optimize the build. Mm. Uh, the only thing I didn't bargain for was the fact that I accidentally bought a water cooler with in, built in R, uh, RGB. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's fancy now. It's nice and yeah, colorful. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't care for it for some reason. It, it, it's, a, it's a gimmick in my opinion. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, I've got RGB on my oh. CPU, but my, my PC is in such a place that I can't see it anyway. So yeah, I, I know I, it's there. I, I know it's pretty, I, but whatever. I have one of those glass panel builds. Nice, nice. Because uh, the case was kind of on the cheap side, but the right uh, height and width mm -hmm. and depth. But I think that's what really matters. Like a case that needs I, to be I, big enough to give you adequate space and adequate. I needed flow. to put a water cooler into it. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, that. But no, that's neat. 
on, the, on the topic of building, uh, you have heard that uh, they are going to erect an Emperor Palpatine statue in... Uh, cannot pronounce that Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> cannot pronounce that Scotland. Good. Uh, yeah, uh, you... Oh, uh, no, I, not I, cannot pronounce. Carnounce Stee. Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hadn't until you mentioned it, but I'm really glad they are. I think it's high time that Emperor Palpatine got some respect around here. He's often, you know, painted just as a villain. But I'm sure that the Emperor had his own reasons for doing what he did. And maybe there's some good in and among the bad, you know? For every Alderaan he blew up, maybe he built a school on Coruscant. We don't know. Absolutely I, don't haven't know seen do the, I haven't seen the newest films. Like, I haven't seen that much Star Wars since... 2019, I guess. Yeah. Because I've been busy, but uh, wait, the the new films are the Skywalker saga, are they? Yeah. So I also haven't seen um many of the new ones. Yeah. I saw um, is it Force Awakens episode seven. No. Yeah. Because yeah, what I what I've gathered from from it was that uh, he raced from the dead or something. <laughs> yeah. Either came back from the dead or maybe some cloning thing, possibly. Yeah. Probably, it, yeah. I, I know cloning from the dead is one of the plots of one of the games. I think the force at least two. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I um, I, I've I've heard almost exclusively bad things about episode eight and nine. Lots of people said don't bother watching them, so I haven't bothered watching them. I also yeah. watched Solo. I I, I I watched Rogue One, and I thought Rogue One was a good film. I really enjoyed it. It was good fun. Okay. I'd, I'd recommend that one because it, it had it but it's a standalone yet, film. But, uh... it, has, it has less of an arc to it. It's not the sort of classic Star Wars trilogy kind of film of, you know, fish out of water hero, learning the force and taking down the baddie. It, oh, it's just like the Han Solo movie. It's 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 more like almost like a heist movie in a way because they're trying to steal some plans. And okay. it, it felt a bit closer to Empire Strikes Back in terms of it just being that little bit, I'm not going to say dark, but having a little bit less whimsy in some of it. Um, and there's this sort of creeping sense of dread over the top of it because, you know, these characters did not appear in any of the, uh, any of the films that came up before it, which are set after it because it's set just before A New Hope. So, you know, everyone's kind of going to go down so it has this sort of, you know, this melancholy sense over the top of it saying, don't get too attached because these people probably aren't going to be around for a long time. Um, but it's, I thought it was a really good film, that one. Yeah, I've not should really... take a look at it, I probably next, uh, in one of these days, so to say. Yeah, when well, you're coming into the winter, where I guess your, your workload's lighter in the winter, right? Because there's... Uh, okay, you can you repeat that? <laughs> you're, you don't work as much in the winter, do you? No, no, because yeah, it's 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 cold and outside work is unbearable sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I feel so. That. I will probably be put on office duty. <laughs> well, office duty with a bad back is probably better than not office duty in the cold with a bad back. Yes. Can, we can cherish that. Believe so, me, uh, with a bad back, you can better stand and walk than sit sit down. Oh. Uh, that, that is very fair. That is fair. Yeah. It's, it's, it's literally walking is the best thing to do to get over back pain. Yeah, you need to stop it seizing up, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but, but use this use this winter time with less work to, to catch up on all these, all these films and things that you otherwise didn't get around to, I guess. Binge things yeah. in the winter, then work all summer. I'm currently doing that because uh, there were some animes that I hadn't watched yet from mm -hmm. previous seasons. Very nice. But there are also some things that are coming up, like the second season of the He-Man Revelations. Okay, sure. This is the I talked to you about that uh, some yeah, time ago. You did, yeah. You mentioned it. Yeah. You said it was quite good. Uh, it got some negative reception from the fans, but I, I think that are just the purists. Right, sure. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Have you ever seen the Karate Kid movies? I I haven't. No. Oh, uh, like there is this show that uh, started on YouTube, was kinda successful but not super successful. Mm -hmm. Got bought off by Netflix and it got and it blew up. 
Oh, is that Cobra Kai? Yeah, Cobra Kai, yeah. And what I've gathered from the information gathering uh, sources, it's getting its fourth season on the 31st uh, of December. Neat. It's, it's so, nice seeing those success stories, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. But but to, to, to cycle back round, why are people building a statue of Emperor Palpatine in Scotland? Why Scotland specifically? Uh, okay, uh, the, the article says there's uh, one car character in Star Wars, uh, Skywalker Zega, that has proven to be uh, proven to have a lasting appeal with fans. <laughs> and uh, I, my, okay, I haven't seen just, the movies, but like what it. I think is that they've uh, filmed some scenes in Scotland. Right, okay. So, like they filmed uh, the Lord of the Rings in, I kind of want, well, yeah, I want to say New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> That's fair enough. I mean, why not commemorate? The, yeah, uh, the most this, evil person I, I, in the galaxy. I, I, I think it's some kind of uh, uh, tourist trap that they are building. How cynical of you. How <laughs> cynical and correct of you. <laughs> You're speaking the truth, man. I, I, I can't deny that. You are. You're the prophet. The prophet of these revelations of truth. No, I'm using common sense. <laughs> no, no, no. Definitely prophetic. You're Nostradamus. I'll not hear another word about it. <laughs> Wait, Nostradamus wasn't great seer or something. Yeah, he, uh, he was a soothsayer. Yeah. He predicted the future. And I'm not going to say he did it successfully. End of statement. Yeah, I only know this because I watched, uh, as a kid, a show called Huntick or something. Right. It's, uh some French uh, animation company that uses uh, history in combination with some kind of Pokemon-type monster fight battle. <laughs> Good. That sounds like it's it, it should have been a core concept for all of us. I, yeah. I would love to see... It got two seasons, like... so... <laughs> of course it did. Now, I'm, what I'm picturing in my head is something like Bill and Ted, where they go to different historical eras and pick up famous historical characters... But they store them in Pokeballs like Pokemon. So you just have oh, some no. rich kid from the Midwest of America t turning up at ancient Greece, throwing a Pokeball at, let's say, Herodotus. And like, right, Herodotus, you're going to fight Descartes. And they go to France, they find some of us, another trainer with Descartes, then leash them into a ring together, and it's just bare knuckle philosophy. Uh, it's basically, uh, you've got these creatures called Titans from another world that are mm -hmm. stored in amulets. Okay. And uh, you can invoke them, so to say. So you can release them from the Pokeball, where the yeah. Pokeball is the amulet. Yeah, yeah. Good, and, good. Uh, mo most amulets are scattered around the world in historical sites, and the most uh, many historical characters used them for their own things, like Flat the Impaler, uh, Joan of Arc, mm. uh, Lancelot. <laughs> All this. That's cool, though. Yeah. Like I, I do like concepts like that where they, they Jason weave some and supernatural Argonauts. Yeah, you got yeah. all those stories and backgrounds. Yeah, that's that's cool. I think I like yeah. ones like that, where it just it gradually sort of gently seeds history into what you're otherwise watching, make it seem cool, and they weave this fantasy narrative into what they did. It literally successfully tricked me in learning learning history. Ugh. Well, Even something that my teachers on in school couldn't do. <laughs> no, I mean, history is really interesting. There's lots of really cool stuff to learn. But in school, they just tell you all the worst bits and present it in the most boring way possible. Yeah. You tell someone just all the absolute nonsense that went into ancient Greek history and the Odyssey and the way they recorded history wrong through the oral tradition and stuff like that, and they wove in, you know, just folklore and tales into their actual history, they'd be absolutely brilliant. Just keep yeah. that going. It makes for a fun story, but... Yeah. And you yeah. need to have some modern history, like, here's why the world is as ruined as it is. But you can, you can still oh, make that oh, interesting. I... Oh, I can answer that. It's called capitalism. One, how dare you. Two, again, you're not wrong. You're, you're very much correct with that. 
uh, I'm basically the uh, the embodiment of r slash unpopular opinion <laughs> at this point. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like capitalism is bad is a is quite a popular and true opinion. It's just that the people who can make the change are the rich ones who love it because it's made them rich. Oh, did you hear about that? Oh yeah, we want to change. Uh, we want to save the environment, but we won't uh, give up our private jets. Yeah. 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 Why? I mean, in saving the environment is important, just as long as everyone else does it. That's what it has to be. Like, you, you go and fix the environment, I'll be here on my plane, and that's fine. Yeah, but it shouldn't have to be like that. No, it definitely shouldn't. So it's, it's people, um, people wanting an ideal, but are unwilling to sacrifice what it takes to achieve that ideal. You know, it's like everything's worth doing until it inconveniences me. In which case, oh, no, 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 this is fine. Because insert rationalization here. It's just like me saying, yeah, I want to do everything to fix my back muscles, but I won't go to the gym. Yeah, it's exactly like that. It's, uh, yeah, sort of this, um, at, at best, it's cognitive dissonance, you know, where you hold these conflicting ideas in your head, and for some reason, your brain doesn't think it's a contradiction. And, and at worst, it's just straight up hypocrisy, isn't it? Are we humans just wired to be hypocritical? Yeah, we, we, we literally are. That's, oh, yeah. it's, it's very much a thing. Humans are, are wired to be able to believe what they believe is true and ignore logic if it challenges it for certain deeply held beliefs. It's a, it's a thing that was very useful evolutionarily um, and I guess still enables some people to be successful but is not so great for the species as a whole in terms of burning the planet down. Because I myself, uh, I'm always thinking about uh, what I'm doing for some reason. Mm -hmm. Like, there's always that little voice in my head that says, like, if you do this, then this statement would be invalid. Yeah. So to say. Yeah. Like, trying to keep everything you say and do consistent with your internal yeah. set of beliefs and morals. Yeah. It's uh, some kind of autistic quirk that I have, because yeah. I have melt, melt autism. Sure, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, I don't get it, why people just go out of their way to be hypocritical. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think a lot of the time it's not necessarily a deliberate thing, and they don't realise they're doing it, or if they do realise they're doing it, their brain tricks them to thinking, no, 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 this is okay because X, Y, Z, weird logical reasons. Some people, like for example, the, the British Prime Minister, are hypocritical because it benefits them when they don't care. They just say, no, I, I get what I want and I'll say what I want to achieve it because they are effectively morally bankrupt. Um, but I, I think that's a minority. I think most people are just victims of the fact that humans are really bad at being rational and really bad at challenging their own beliefs. Um, this feels like some story like the ends justify the means but not quite right <laughs> yeah I, that's i think that's pretty pretty fair as a statement people just justify they justify the ends they've got to by the means they use to get there whether or not it's actually true their brain says no no, no it was fine so they don't have to have an existential crisis and break down in tears uh, your brain looks after you even if it doesn't really achieve much Okay. Yeah. <laughs> keeping it light. Keeping it happy. Yeah. Keeping it light. <laughs> <laughs> On a lighter note. <laughs> As no, if that's I can, possible. I, can, I, I, can, I cannot make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. See, self-censorship. It's healthy. It's good. Until it isn't. Yeah. yeah but so that's with everything. Yeah. And that's fair. Um, oh, did you hear about that uh, Pfizer na is now work, uh, got approval for a pill that, uh, oh wait, almost got approval for, I think, Ooh. for an experimental pill that cuts down on 90% of the risk of death in adults with COVID. That is really good. That's yeah. huge. I mean, if, yes. as long as the rest of the trials go well and it gets approved, and then yeah. there is made available sufficiently cheaply which the vaccines were at least yeah. to western europe 
and the US? Because uh, um, 90% is a number I can live with. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. I mean, I was, I was quite happy when the vaccine was going to be sort of 60% effective. Like, 60% protection is a hell of a lot better than 0%. That's brilliant. So 90? If you've got yeah. a 60 or 70% chance of not getting it from a vaccine, then a 90% chance of it being absolutely fine from a pill, I mean, yeah, bingo. That's stats 101. That's a brilliant thing. I am very hopeful about that. Think. Yeah, me too, because if this is the way it goes, then maybe in a year or two we're, we're free. Yes, well, one can hope so. One can very much hope so. And, and it will be something like the common call, that uh, once, in the, uh, once in a couple of years it uh, rears his ugly head and then it goes away. Yes, yes, I, I, I hope it gets to that stage. Because it, it, it's not going to be eradicated, but if it can be you know, taken to that level where it's manageable, that'd be, that'd be very good. You know, a friend of mine has been off work with, with COVID for the last three months because it's just hit her very hard. So if we can, if we can have you know, medicine to people in situations like that, where they can say, okay, you managed to contract it, but let's just make it not three months of being effectively just bedridden and exhausted. That would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, something similar happened to my aunt. Yeah? Yeah, so she contracted it as she works on a uh, public school. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's not things just... tend to happen uh, in that kind of situation. Yeah, people just very exposed to lots of other people. But it, I think be... it's, it's also a combination of environment, age, yeah, definitely. genetics. Yeah, it, it, it feels particularly scattergun in how it affects different people by an array of factors. Yeah. And some people just you know have a really rough time with it and some don't. Because um, so at, at this point for vaccination, uh, people above the age of 40 are getting uh, called in for a third shot. That's good. I, th yeah. I think the, uh, the age is higher than that in the UK for the third shot. But yeah, if people are in general being given boosters to help you know, suppress the, uh, the level of um, the virus spread. That, that's got to be good, right? That, that has to be a nice thing. Yeah, but it's also because uh, here in the Netherlands it's spreading again. Mm. But it's the same in the UK. The case numbers are very, very high. Yeah, because we, ha we have so for some times we did away with uh, the, uh, the masks, so yeah. to say. Yeah. And, uh, but... Literally off to, uh, yeah, from today onwards, we have to wear them again. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's similar stuff happening here as well. It, it just yeah. makes you think, why did we ever relax this? It, it's not that inconvenient. No one likes well, wearing a mask, but it's not that much of a problem. The, 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 it, it was pressure from uh, the, how do you say that? Uh, uh, Anti-vaxxers? No, people that, that, uh, that own bars and, sh and stuff. Oh, the hospitality sector. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they were dead on their uh, back, so to say. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's okay for hospitality to function with people wearing masks. Like, in the UK, a lot of it during the early summer, if I recall right, was that if you were a customer, you had to wear a mask while traveling to your table, but you could sit down and take your mask off while you were eating and drinking in your table and all the staff wore masks and to I would move around. Be, I would be totally fine with a system like that. Yeah, I think we all were as well. Yeah, um, but w where I live it was no or yes. No in between. <laughs> it's course, ridiculous, course, isn't it? Some, okay, a little bit of controversy in my opinion, but uh, for some reason the Dutch people don't like to compromise. <laughs> It's my way or the highway. <laughs> right, I see. That, that, that feels self-defeating as an attitude for people to take, doesn't it? Yeah, but it could also be a, a focal minority that is literally focal about it real loud. Yeah, I, I think that's likely to be the case. That, that does often seem to be how things go with these matters. You get a few people who yeah. somehow manage to spread their opinions very wide and shout very loud about something that's inane 
under the guise of rational debate. So it's very frustrating. Frustrating when people say we're abusing rationality. Yeah, I I wish for some rationality here. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad it's not just us. It's not just us over here. Yeah, it's going on everywhere, but you know, UK, America, China, they, they are big places. Yeah, they are. Because they, they are more covered, so to say. Yeah. Yeah. In in the in, in the nowadays media scene, so yeah, it gets disproportionate rep- representation, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but hopefully, so hopefully, measures coming back in will help to curb the increase in infections again, and medicines like this Pfizer thing, once it's fully approved and proven to work, hopefully it can break the back of it. I mean, things are a lot better now than they were this time last year, with the vaccinations that have been rolled out. Things are oh, yeah, a lot more are. positive. There's a lot, far, far fewer deaths per infection, so that's nice. We just need to keep that trend going, where everyone's being sensible and listening to people who know what they're talking about. Yeah, but the problem is with listening to people they know uh, what they know what they're talking about is people don't like smart people. No. No, it's 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 like this this person spent years the, learning about this. The moment think, you're think gonna use, you like, but listen the moment to you're them. gonna use fancy words and numbers, you're out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The communication of science needs to stop being here's the idea I'm trying to express and start being, here's the opinion I need you to take away. Even though education worldwide is getting better, even with that, people are not that smart. No, no, people... And won't, and won't like the answers they hear. I think, I think people aren't taught to... taught to think critically enough about the information they hear. They're not taught how to assess things as uh, reliable or unreliable in terms of information. And they're not taught to challenge their own preconceptions and their own biases. So they end up in this place where they hear something that agrees with them and just run away with it and say, yes, confirmation bias. I love it. You agree with me. Therefore, it's true. Rather than... And that's how you get Facebook groups. Exactly. Which, as a great segue, there is a Facebook page for the Unnecessary Difficulties podcast ban we did it blue we did it yeah we did it we worked there's it also, in. there's also a spotify and youtube page yes all with the same name ban it's almost like it was at least loosely planned or something so that's that is where uh this episode can be found and subsequent future episodes uh should also be found in any other unnecessary difficulty updates that might come around in the future. I don't know. Maybe we'll do something. Hard to say. Very hard to say. Yeah. But uh, for now, it's just this one. See how we're doing. Uh, how we're doing. Mm-hmm. And the plan is to do it uh, once a month. Because mm-hmm. we're both busy people. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, scheduling something like this could takes sometimes up to a week <laughs> <laughs> yes i know i'm sorry ah i'm not easy either huh? <laughs> no but Believe yeah me. yeah and, and we need we need time to fully reflect on what combination of bags to use next naturally wouldn't want to of rush course. these decisions would we it's the most important thing the people come here for the tea exactly and they, live they, with, they better had and they leave with uh, some answers on their questions <laughs> exactly or and, a new perspective depends on what we're doing yeah and what have we learned today we've learned that chamomile and english breakfast go tolerably well together wait i thought you said it tasted like dirt in the end the aftertaste is a bit like dirt don't get me wrong but it's not that bad it was all right you know you you could get through it and we've also learned that caramelized pear and tropical fruit has a great aftertaste yeah, that's, that's nice. So take that away into your life. Take it forwards with you. Spread the word that, yeah, you can sling two bags in a mug and sometimes it won't be god-awful. <laughs> Victory. And with that said, I am Blue Tomatoes. You can find me about uh, on Twitter and on YouTube and maybe Twitch with the same name. Okay. And 
Yes. And I am Ian J. Reed, and you can find me on Twitch with the, as Twitch TV slash Ian J. Reed, on YouTube as Ian J. Reed, on Twitter as at Tomothy Babbage, because I made that account years ago with a different alias, uh, and at iReadStories.co.uk, and Ian Reed Author on Facebook. Like, you guys, all, all sorts of places, mostly with just my name. So I've tried to keep it simple so that I can remember it as much as anything else. But thank you very much for for listening to this hour and ten minute ramble on loosely tea and also some other nonsense and various various political views on the healthcare and corruption systems in our in our countries. So and, thank- uh, well, and we're hoping you're back for the next time. Yes, fingers crossed. Until then, friends. See you later. Bye.